Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today we have an amazing story about Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the previous Chabad Rebbe, when he was a young man and still not uh, occupying the position of Rebbe. This story took place in the times of the Tsar, late 1800s, early 1900s, when the Tsar was the king of Russia. It was a very cruel government, and quite often there were pogroms arranged against the Jewish people and decrees and so forth. And one day, the Rebbe of that time, that is the Rebbe Rishab, Rabbi Shalom Dov Ber, called his son, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, into his office. And he told him that there was a very dangerous decree that was scheduled to be passed and that this decree would be very dangerous because it would force rabbis to do things against the Torah and it would make changes in Jewish education that would be very disastrous for the Jewish people. It's very important that this decree not be enacted, he told his son, that this decree not become part of Russian law. Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak asked his father, how long should I stay in Petersburg, the capital, uh, trying to work on this decree? His father answered, biz messirs nefesh, until the point of self-sacrifice, meaning you must get this decree canceled, you must prevent it from becoming part of Russian law, no matter what. Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak set off for the capital city of Petersburg, and he knew that the person responsible for the decree was the interior minister, whose name was Stalinin. He was the one who influenced the Tsar to pass this decree. And therefore, he had to get somehow to Stalinin. But how could he get to Stalinin? Stalinin was a very powerful person. He was a very, very hateful person. He hated Jews. He did everything that he could to make trouble for the Jewish people. Unfortunately. And there was no one more powerful in the kingdom other than the Tsar himself. And even perhaps you could say that Stalinin was more powerful than the Tsar because he was the one who told the Tsar everything what to do. So what should Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak do? Well, he found out that there was a person living in Petersburg who was an old scholar, a non-Jew, an old scholar. And this old scholar used to be the teacher of Stalinin. And he was a mentor for him. And so Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak thought perhaps he could somehow or another find out important information about Stalinin or somehow influence him or somehow get in to see him. And so he went to meet the old scholar. And they spent some time together. And the old scholar enjoyed very much hearing the wisdom 
of the young Rabbi, young Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak and the insight, the knowledge that he had accumulated in Torah and so forth after a few such enjoyable evening discussions together in which the old scholar was very impressed. Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak told him that the real reason why he came to Petersburg was to get this decree against the Jewish people canceled. And therefore, he needed to speak to Stalinin. But the old scholar said, he doesn't think that that will help. He said, Stalinin has become such a cruel person that I never speak to him anymore myself. I don't think there's any possibility that you could convince him of anything. However, there is one thing I could do for you. I have a permanent permission pass that allows me to walk into the building where he has an office, even though it's a very high government office and it's very high security. But because I am his mentor, or I used to be, therefore I have this pass. It's a certain type of paper. And if I give it to you, they will let you into the building and you will be able to walk up to his office. Now remember, the old scholar said, it's very dangerous. It's dangerous for you and it's very dangerous for me as well. And if you are discovered. But I respect you very much and I want to help you. And therefore, I'm giving you this pass. He gave the pass to Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, and Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak thanked him and immediately went towards the building where Stalinin had his office. When he presented the pass to the guard at the uh, main door of the building, the guard was very surprised. Whoever heard of a chassid in chassidic clothing with a beard, and with tzitzis, and with uh, payas, and the Yiddish accent, and everything looking totally out of place in such a building. The Jews were considered the enemies of the Tsar, even though, of course, we weren't. But that's how they were considered. And therefore, the guard was very surprised. But he looked at the papers, and everything seemed to be in order. It seemed to be perfectly legal. So he waved them on in. Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak entered the building. He asked, where is Stalin's office? Someone told him it's on the fourth floor. And he went up to the fourth floor. And there he saw a big hallway, at the end of the hallway was an office, which was obviously the office of a very important person. As he began walking down the hallway towards that office, he saw that Stalinin came out of his office. He passed by the previous rabbi, Yosef Yitzchak, without paying any attention to him. And he disappeared at the other end of the hallway, while Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak opened the door of Stalin's office and went in. He immediately found his desk. 
he opened one of the drawers and found the paper with the order of the decree that was so dangerous to the Jewish people. He read through the decree to make sure it was the right one. And then he saw that on the office desk, there were two stamps, one big stamp which said approved, and it had the seal and the signature of Stalinin on it, and another big seal which said rejected, and it also had the seal and the signature of Stalinin. Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak took the seal that said rejected, and he stamped it on the papers that had the terrible and, and dangerous decree, and he quickly put it into the middle of a pile of papers that were going to be taken out and would become law. He quickly closed the drawers, put everything back the way it was before he came, went out of the door, closed it behind him, and left the building. Baruch Hashem, his work was successful. And that decree never became law. What do we see from this story? That sometimes we have to do things which may be dangerous. Sometimes it could happen that a person has to actually put his life on the line for Jewish people. The truth is, even today, in Israel, Every soldier and every policeman is actually putting his life on the line or her life on the line to protect Jewish people. Most of us don't have that kind of danger. What is our Messias Nefesh? In what way are we facing up to the biggest challenge? Well, it might be that in the morning when we first wake up and we say, Moda'ani, our Yetzirah says to us, stay in bed. Who needs to get up and do Taita mitzvahs? Just don't worry about it. Or maybe we'll be passing a store and there's something that smells so good in there. And we know that there's a big question about whether it's kosher or maybe it's for sure not kosher. But sometimes the doubts are the hardest. Maybe something which we're not sure is kosher. And the Yitzhara says, go ahead. What's the big deal? And we have to stand up to the Yitzhara and say, no, we're not listening to you. We're going to do what we're supposed to do according to the Taita and the Mitzvahs. And the Rambam explains that even one good thought, one good word, or one good action can tip the scale and bring Mashiach immediately. And so, to take the example of the previous rabbi, he was not afraid of anything. He was certainly not afraid of his Yetzirah. And we can also, we can also imitate this kind of behavior, not to be afraid, not to be shy, not to be hum- too humble, to do what has to be done. Learning extra Torah, doing extra mitzvahs, learning about Mashiach and redemption, learning about everything in the Parsha that we can, Mishnah, Gemara, Halacha, all other parts of Taita, and doing as many mitzvahs as we can. And certainly this will bring Mashiach quicker, 
May it happen immediately. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more.